Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So I am recording this episode just a few days after the very first Passionate and Prosperous live event happened here in New York City and virtually. Now, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, meaning you listen to the episodes as they come out and you're with us in real time, then you know that we've been talking about this event for months and the lead up has been big. And I even recorded an episode last week, right before the episode, where I gave you a little bit of like a behind the scenes tour and talked a little more with you about what it was really taking, what what was going into putting on something like this. And one of the reasons I did that is because I pride myself on this show being really down to earth, the real deal. And I want to show up for you and tell you what I do and what goes into uh, building, growing, and scaling a business. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is the fact that the yellow brick road system and all of the things that I teach, like how I teach you to attract clients, what to do in order to build your no love and trust with them, in order to get people to say yes to your passionate offers, all that stuff that I teach is what I call scalable. And what that means is it's what I've been doing since I started my business. It's how I've grown my business. And it's what I'm doing today with a multiple six-figure business. And that's what I love about the strategies that I teach and the way that I um, that I organize things, really, for you, for my clients, for the people who step into any of my programs. I love that it is repeatable and that it's something that when you really get get it going for yourself, that it's going to grow with you, it's going to stay with you, and it, and it's really what you always just need to do. So even though that episode that I did last was like about putting on this big two-day event, everything that I talked about could be applied to anything that you're doing, even if it's a one-hour workshop. So I wanted to come in today you know, while I'm still fresh, I'm really fresh <laughs> in the experience and in the afterglow of what the what the event was like, how it went. And I thought it would be great to talk to you a little bit about some of my biggest takeaways from doing the event. And when I was uh, planning to do this episode and I was, you know, planning what takeaways I wanted to share with you, what I realized was that the takeaways are actually confirmations. They're affirmations. So everything that I 
that I took away from, from, from doing this, from showing up, from creating it, from like doing all the mindset work leading up to it, um, and then executing it and having the experience that everything that I'm going to share with you on this show about my takeaways, I want to tell you that they're equally affirmations and confirmations of everything that I already teach you, everything that I already say, all of the things that I think of that I call paradigms. Um, paradigms are like our our statements or, you know, that which we hold to be true, what we, what we attach ourselves to because it feels good to have structure. You know, we've done other episodes where I've shared other where I've shared paradigms with you. Things that we get to believe in and decide are true because they support us and help us, right, on, on our journey. So a lot of what I'm going to share with you today fall into this category for me of like confirmations, paradigms, affirmations. And in this case, they're absolutely takeaways because I got to have this massive experience putting on this event and what that, what that, the takeaways are are that I actually got to have triple, quadruple confirmation of the things that I either know to be true because I've experienced them or that I know to be true because I do the work, right? Do the work to like know what I want to believe in so that I can continue to be who I need to be, do what I want to do and have what I want to have. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to share with you like my right now, like we'll call it like a postmortem, you know, a reflection on this big two-day event that we came together for. So there are 10 of them and um, I'm just going to go through them. They're in no particular order. I just kind of let myself have a little bit of a download and like ask myself, what do I really want to share with all of you? What do I think would be really helpful? So number one, the first thing I wrote down was, is, was, community is everything. So just take that in. Community is everything. And why is that the first thing that came to me? I actually was like, I'm going to do a whole episode on community. Um, and then I decided, okay, no, I'm going to do this, um, these 10 takeaways. But community is everything. And what that means is I have been, well, before I was a coach, I was a yoga teacher, not news to all of you. I owned a studio and um, and have been teaching yoga in the classroom for, you know, at that time before the pandemic, it had been like 17 years. And I even knew from that, that the students that would come to like the same class every week, right? Like it would be like their class. It was the one they came to religiously. And what would happen is that everyone would like bond, you know, like the people that all came to the same class every week, it, it sort of created this like this community, this little family, this people became friends, you know, yoga friends, right? And they would look forward to seeing each other. And and the whole vibe of our class would be would be influenced and 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 kind of um, I don't know, it'd sort of be 
it would be enhanced by this community feeling, these relationships, the feeling that everyone was coming together in this space of transformation, right? Which is what yoga is and, and supporting each other and loving each other and, 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 you know, and getting to know each other. And, and some people, they only saw each other at the yoga class, you know, not even outside. And then when I became a coach, I kind of intuitively knew that it was going to be really important for me to, to try to do the same thing as a coach as I had done as a yoga teacher and create community because I knew the power of it. And, um, you know, my coaching has largely taken place online and on Zoom. And what's really, I was thinking about this before the pandemic, I had done a number of in-person live coaching events here in New York City, some at the yoga studio I own that were a combination of yoga and coaching, but some that were really just where I rented a space. I did vision board workshops and, you know, these in-person live events. And then the pandemic hit. And for the last two years or whatever, I've really been building a, a, an online community, uh, showing up on Zoom, having everybody come together to the classes that I teach, and now an audio community, right? Which is a little different because you all don't get to connect with each other. Um, but, you know, hopefully the way that I'm translating the podcast community is by doing things like the live event that I just did and all the things that I just teach and put out there. And my hope is that everyone that listens to the show and loves it will find something that I offer, whether it's virtual or in person, that you want to come to. But what I experienced this weekend was sort of like a a culmination. I'm not going to say the culmination because we have so much more to do. Like things are not ending here. So I don't want to say it culminated in, but it was a, a definitely like a moment to experience this beauty of community that we've been forming together for, for quite a few years. And I have all these clients that are in a mastermind together. Most of them have never met in person and, and, and a lot of them have been together for like two years and watching them get to meet at the event and then seeing all of the other people in the room connect with each other, even on Zoom even on Zoom, the feeling of connection, the feeling of being in a like-minded community, the feeling of being seen and heard by people that only want to cheer you on and see you succeed. Such a such a big thing that I talk about and that we actually talked about at the event was just how, how shitty it is that living in the world, many of us have to have any sort of fear or apprehension around putting ourselves out there and being visible and sharing our important message for fear of what other people will think, for fear of being bullied or gossiped about or people saying shitty things about you. And that's just an unfortunate reality. And we have to do the work to deal with that. But one of the ways that we can completely um, kind of like an antidote to that, okay, is being in community with people who are not going to do that, who would never do that, who only want to see you shine, who want you to share your vision and, and what you're here to do and then, and then lift you up and hold that vision up high for you, even when you're having a hard time holding it up high for yourself. 
So this is my number one. This is the, I said it was in no particular order, but this is kind of like a big one that the takeaway was like, oh my God, yes, yes. I'm, I, I, I affirm. I'm, I, I, I am, I am right when I say that it's so important to surround yourself and be in, in community. Okay. So that was number one. Takeaway number two. Shit is gonna go wrong. Okay. So as much as we want to have everything go perfectly, everything go smoothly, as much planning as we can do for things, the bottom line is that something is probably going to go wrong. And, you know, I did everything I could to like make sure that we had everything in place, that all of our ducks were in a row. We had a lot of tech stuff that was, you know, like, that had to be flowing the right way in order for the people on Zoom, the virtual people to be able to have a great experience, which was really important to me. Um, we had a big, uh, monitor in, in the, in the in-person room to have my slides on. There was just all kinds of of things that needed to to be, you know, put together and have it go a certain way. And the thing is, is that we really couldn't set up or get any of that ready until the morning of the event, right? So I will just tell you that we had tech issues both days. So both mornings, different things happened, right? Um, At one point, I like almost fell off my stool, (laughs) Okay. My feet were hurting me so much that I kept trying to sit on the stool and then trying to not step on my feet. And at one point I leaned over to try to get my iPad off this other stool. I literally did almost fall off the stool in front of it. People were like, they were like worried about me. Um, I met with the Zoom people, the people that were that were attending virtually for on the lunch break on both days. And on the first day, we had gotten pizza and I had eaten a piece of pizza. And then I'm like on the Zoom and I inhale like a tiny crumb. You know when that happens to you, like a tiny pizza crumb. I inhaled and it sent me into like a choking fit like a choking spasm right in the middle of me coaching somebody (laughs) on her fear of what other people will think. Okay. And I'm like choking to death, like, like eyes tearing, um, you know, having to keep muting myself. (laughs) It was, and then on the second day, like toward the second half of the day again, because I had been talking for, at this point, I had been talking for two to, you know, almost two full days. And it took nothing. It just took this like little, you know, like grovelly feeling in my throat for me to have a coughing fit on stage, like in front of everyone. So I had two coughing fits. We had a tech issue on, on, on both mornings where the Zoom people couldn't hear us. And of course, like I was beside myself. Like I would not do the event <laughs> without having that all fixed. Um, so thankfully, not a lot of other shit went wrong, but that did. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about all the time, especially with my clients and, you know, I do Zoom things all the time. And, w- and one of the things that I talk about all the time is that like, 
things may happen. You know, I've been on Zoom on Zooms and I said this on the on the it's so funny because I listened to the episode that I made right before the event um today because I was getting ready for I have to listen to it in order to give my uh my team like titles and stuff like that. And I was listening to it and and I actually said, you know, I'm hoping there are no tech issues, but there may be, you know. And one of the things I talked about in that episode was how, you know, occasionally I'll be leading a big Zoom thing with a lot of people in the room. And all of a sudden, everyone's telling me that I'm cutting out. I'm cutting in and out. Now, this has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with anything that I can control on Zoom. And it just fucking sucks, man. It sucks. And it makes me feel stressed out. But I... You know, I have learned now from years and years and years of doing not just coaching events and whatever, but everything I've ever done. I've done retreats. I, I led a retreat to India where you definitely do not want to have your luggage lost. Cause when you travel in a country like India, you need to bring all your own shit because it's just, because that's just what kind of place it is. And. I've led retreats all over the world, India, Guatemala, Costa Rica, where someone's bag doesn't make it. And I'm the retreat leader. And man, I have I have felt so much responsibility. And you just pray that things don't go wrong. Things don't interrupt like the, the awesome flow, but they just do. So one of my biggest takeaways, confirmations and affirmations is shit is going to go wrong. And I'm going to add to that. This is just part of this takeaway. And it's okay right? It's okay. I mean, it's okay as long as it doesn't like make the event not possible to happen, right? That was my number one biggest, biggest fear. And what I was praying that we would be able to fix the tech thing. But that's also why it's really great to have awesome uh, people around you, which brings me to takeaway number three. And I know this, but I'm going to share it with you because it was triple, quadruple, whatever's after that, quintuple, confirmed. Surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with the right people. And this is, this is on many levels. So number one, this is on just your support team. Like meaning like my husband was at this event. I told him months ago, I was like, you've got to block out your Friday. My my husband, Christopher is a psychoanalyst. And I said, you've got to change all your people from that Friday. I need you there with me. Um, my inner circle, I have a lot of clients that have been with me for a long time. And now they're my inner circle. They actually work with me. Two of my clients work on this podcast, Judith and Trista. Um, my producer, Will, my podcast producer, was there the entire time being the tech AV setup. We had been working on this for months, figuring out what do we need, getting the equipment, um, knowing that we wouldn't be able to like do a real formal test of anything until that day, which was so stressful for me. I can't even tell you like, like to not be able to do it until then. Um, but I am surrounded, not just at the event, but in my business and in my life, I surround myself. And when I say with the right people, right, doesn't just mean like, oh, they're like really, you know, only mean they're good at what they do. It means they're the people that want to see me succeed, 
that believe in me, that have faith in me, and that are good at what they do, right? And that combination makes it that you're not alone, that I'm not alone. I wasn't at I wasn't at this event putting it on, feeling like I was by myself. And I know that in order to do what I want to do, any of the things that I want to do, from recording this show to live events to, you know, my my group program, anything that I want to do, I have to be surrounded. My virtual assistant who made all the slides and who created all of the artwork for all of our beautiful branded things that we had at the event, surrounding yourself with the right people is key. It starts with your just your inner circle. And then, of course, as you grow your business and you have to have people that are helping, meaning people that you pay to do stuff with you, you need to have the right people. And that was affirmed for me. I have the right people. Okay, the fourth thing, fourth takeaway that I wanted to emphasize and talk about today is repetition is key. One of the things that a lot of people come to me with like a question about or sort of worried about, or maybe they don't even come to me, they just like secretly go around thinking this, is that you constantly have to be creating like reinventing the wheel or creating new things all the time or that people are going to go, I already heard you say that. What? Like, oh, she's saying that same thing again. And one of the things that I teach and talk about is how what makes a brand is that you say the same things over and over again, that you've got your key things, your messaging and the top things that you teach and talk about. We went over this at the retreat, actually. It was part of the content. And that once you nail down the top things that you teach and talk about and the things that are your your brand messages and the 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 things that make you you right like that you that you say that you tell that repetition is how you actually grow your brand and your audience and that what you want is for people to come to an event or anything you do, a workshop or this or that. And over time, what you want is for the new people to see how the old people or the people that have been with you for a while or whatever, that that everyone has recognition of like what you teach and what you say, because that's what gives it authority and gives it gravitas and what lets people know that there's something to it the fact that people want to repeat it, that people start to learn it and go, yeah, the yellow brick road system, right? Um, Being at the event, and I taught some new stuff, meaning I took the things that I teach and say, and I brought it in a new angle or, you know, a new direction. But I taught a lot of the stuff that I teach, that I teach in my in my uh, Passion and Prosperous Academy, my group program, the things that I teach in the workshops and all the trainings that I offer, both free and paid. And what's happening and what was totally affirmed for me at the event was that, yes, I am right when I tell you that. I am right to tell you that that people need to hear the same stuff over and over and over again. People don't get everything the first time. People need to hear things in a variety of different ways, and they need to hear it over and over and over again. So 
repetition being a key to developing a following, to developing a brand, to developing people that see you as their teacher, their mentor, and that people will take that and really use it, right? Repetition is the key to that. So I stand firmly when I in when I tell you that you're not supposed to just say different shit all the time, that you're not supposed to think, oh, no, I already said that this week, right, about a post on social media or whatever, that or you do a talk and then you go, I can't do that one ever again because I already did it, right? But none of that is true. Repetition is the key. Takeaway number five, next takeaway. People want to see you shine. Now, this is not the same as like surround yourself with the right people. This is this is a little different because, yes, you need to surround yourself with that inner circle of people that want to see you shine. Um, but when I say people want to see you shine, I mean your clients, your your students, your audience, like they want you to do a good job and and show up for them. They want to see you. They want you, they want to, they're rooting for you. And if you're walking around with your attention being paid to maybe the people that don't want to see you shine, right? Because there may be some people that don't want to see you shine. I've even done episodes on this. There may be people that don't want to see you shine. There may be people that don't like when you put your shit out, they're like, nah, right? That may be true. But you need to focus on the fact that your people want to see you shine. The very beginning of this podcast show, episode number four is called Who Are You For? And when you listen to that episode, I'll just give it away, is, you know, the answer is not everyone. And we talk about this so much in the show. We talk about this in the work I do with my with my students, with my clients. We talk about this all the time. We cannot, we, we cannot focus on the people that don't want what we're offering. And we cannot, um, well, we can't do anything about the fact that we may have developed limiting beliefs or fears around that. But what we can do is the work that we need to do so that that doesn't hold us back and keep us from dimming our light or not shining and not putting ourselves out there. So the 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 takeaway, the confirmation, the affirmation for me once again, and it can't be true for me if it's not true for you. It's not like it's not like I'm the only person who has people that are that want to come and are like and are so excited to hear what I have to say and want me to do a good job and they're there for that. There's no way I'm the only person that has that. It's available to you too. It's just that you have to look at those people. You have to look at the people that want what you're offering and you have to give them your all, not the people that don't want it. Who gives a shit about them? It's their loss, right? They're probably miserable. They're probably miserable anyway, <laughs> right? You don't need that. You So people want to see you shine. This is takeaway number five. People want to see you shine. If you need to come work with me to believe that, then come on down, right? Come join the Academy. The doors are open. The Passion and Brasbers Academy is, is my 
It's my dream come true. It, you know, if you're listening to the show before January 2023, you can be a founding member, meaning you can actually start with us when the academy opens. But if you're listening to this at any other time, the reason why I started the academy was, was because I was hearing from so many people that listened to this show that they wished they had known about my other program out of overwhelm and into action before they like were listening to the show basically, or before, I don't know, they, they got hip to me. We'll, we'll call it. And that they're so sad they missed it. They had ended up, ended up investing in a different program with a different coach. And I just was getting those messages all the time. And so that was the universe telling me that my job was to open an academy that someone could join at any time. So there's no date. It's not like you have to be in this class or cohort. You can decide in this moment, whenever you're listening to this, you can decide that you're curious about the Passion Prosperous Academy and how I can help you step into a one-year, unbelievably supportive container with everything you need. And I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating and I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like, I don't feel like I'm being, you know, a false salesperson. It has everything you need. So anyway, if that sounds like you, then reach out to me. You can join. We can have a conversation. Okay. So, um, that, that closes out Point five, people want to see you shine. Okay. Number six, authenticity goes a long way. I'm even just going to say it goes all the way. Authenticity goes a long way. I have actually gone to many workshops and online trainings and even live events with other coaches or business strategists or people that either are, you know, my peers or maybe they're a little further along than me. And I can sniff out when people are not being authentic. I mean, and I know you can too. And I know it's one of the reasons that people do like me. And I know it's one of the reasons why people do want to listen to the show. And I know it's one of the reasons why, you know, like I have a, 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 whatever you want to call it, a following or whatever, because people respond to my authenticity. And I had, again, quadruple, quintuple um, confirmation and affirmation of this because I can't do anything other than be myself and be funny and tell real stories and share and share vulnerably and share courageously and um, and tell people like the real deal and not try to pretend that everything is perfect and not try to pretend that like nothing ever has happened to me or any ever goes wrong for me. And I believe that that's a huge part of what makes people drawn to me. And yet I work with so many people or hear from so many people who are really hung up on not wanting to put themselves out there because they don't think they're perfect enough, right? The the health coach that thinks that no one's going to want to work with her because she's not like rail thin, right? Or the life coach that thinks that she can't have a client because 
her life is not perfect or she's going through a shitty time, right? Or, you know, so, or, or the anything, the, the creative person who's, who's having a creative block or the, the, the singer who gets laryngitis or the, you know, the, the, the yoga teacher who gets an injury. I can't even tell you how many, if we'd added up how many months of my life I couldn't demonstrate certain poses because of a myriad of things, whether it was that I had a shoulder injury or I was doing fertility treatments and I wasn't telling anybody or whatever, right? And if I could tell you how many people I have coached, mentored, and taught over two decades that I've had to say, it's okay. You can still be great at what you do and people are going to love learning from you, being around you, no matter like no matter what, because being authentic is what people want. Your authenticity is what makes you relatable to people. People want to relate to you. They don't want some like picture of some perfect, unattainable, some shit or something phony or someone that's like trying to make it seem like everything is like is so easy and butterflies and whatever. I would rather say to you, and you know, there are other coaches out there that, that, whose whole brand and message is, you know, don't work hard. We've talked about this. <laughs> I'm not that person. I am not that coach. If you want the coach that's going to tell you that you can do the shit I'm doing and do it, you know, for a, a minute a day, <laughs> that's not me. That is not me. Um, and, and that authenticity, that realness is actually what makes certain people want to work with me. People that want to work with the coach that who's all about like minimizing how much how much service you're in. You want to go work with the coach who says, you know, come work with me. I don't believe in discovery calls or whatever. You can find someone to to hopefully to work with that aligns with what you do. But I know that the people that come to me come because I tell it like it is. And I'm super authentic and I'm a real person. And you need to trust that for yourself too. And this weekend affirm that for me again, not for the first time, but again. And that's why I want to share it with you. Okay. My seventh big takeaway from this weekend is that being different and quirky and knowing what makes you stand apart from not only other people that do what you do, but just other people, period, is so important and necessary and will make you feel free. Because if you are hung up on your quirks or on what makes you different than someone else and not like someone who you think is successful or whatever, and that's what you're focusing on, you're missing out on on knowing what your special sauce is, on standing out from the crowd. This is not quite the same as authenticity going a long way, but it's kind of like a different version of it. It's like find what makes you different and own it and love it and like, like you know, enhance it, show it, Um you know, this one, I don't know how to like kind of give you a specific example about how I allow myself to be different other than that. I just think that I do. Um, 
I've had a lot of thoughts and beliefs around the fact that other business coaches and um, strategy experts that do, they don't do exactly what I do, but that I'm in the same, you know, field, industry, whatever, as I have done a lot of work to stop comparing myself to the way they dress or the way they, they seem. I've had a lot of issues my whole life with not looking like a grown-up. I don't know how else to, to put it, but I've always looked much younger than I am. And I've never worn business suits. I've never worn like corporate looking dresses. Um, I've just never dressed or looked like a like a corporate person or like a executive. And sometimes I get caught up in thinking that that's what I need to look like or that's what other people need to see in order to take me seriously. In order to trust that like I know my shit about business and marketing. And this is how I'm telling you about that being different is one of my big takeaways that you should be different, that you should be different in your way and own it 100%, right? I wore a red pantsuit, a red satin pants and a velvet jacket, right? Did that feel corporate? It did not. Did that feel like what an executive might wear to, you know, to do like some sort of, uh, you know, an event? It did not. But it made me feel like a fucking rock star. And, and it was putting out the message and the energy of who, of, of who I am. And I owned that I'm different than the other coaches that do the same thing. Now, no one doesn't like me. <laughs> no one doesn't like me. But really, no one has my same content. I mean, everything that I create that comes out of my head is unique to me. But at the end of the day, Having a business is having a business. Um, how to knowing how to help people and what people need. I'm not the only one, but I have to be able to own what makes me different than other people. And instead of looking at other people and going, "Oh my God, they seem so much more businessy," <laughs> right? Or they seem so much more like you know buttoned up, or they seem they just seem more they just seem you know I'm 54 years old and. One of the things that I've always wanted my whole life was for was for people to know how old I am, because I just look young and I've never dressed like a like a like a corporate person, at, you know. And to me, I'm like that's a grown up. So anyway, that's one of my big takeaways that I want to share with you: be fucking different. Be different. Who gives a shit about what other people wear? to be a coach or a yoga teacher or, you know, or a real estate broker or a creative or an executive or the CEO of their freaking seven-figure business. It doesn't matter. Be different. Okay. Number eight. Number eight takeaway for me. And this is really an affirmation and really a, like a, like a confirmation and an affirmation. This is not something I didn't know. But I'm sharing it with you because I teach it and talk about it all the time. And I haven't necessarily had the experience of it in a while. 
And that is that confidence is a byproduct of courage and vulnerability. And what I mean by that is your confidence meter, your confidence needle, your confidence, you know, gauge goes up, changes every single time you step out of your comfort zone, do something that scares you, take a risk, and and all of that makes you vulnerable. Whenever we do something that we don't know the outcome of or that we've never done before, and it feels like we're stepping into this version of ourselves that we're becoming, okay, it takes courage, it feels insanely vulnerable, and it requires for you to step outside your comfort zone, to take a risk, and it feels like you're literally stepping into the unknown, and it fucking sucks. Like, no one's human brain likes that. No one likes that experience. And what happens is it usually is coupled with feeling insecure, feeling unsure, being worried, not believing in yourself, not believing that you can do that thing. So of course you have to muster yourself up and you got to get a lot of courage going and you got to do all of the work, right? In the Passion and Prosperous Academy, the first pillar of the academy is mindset. It's literally, there are six pillars, right? Mindset, mission, message, manifest, market, mastery. And the very first pillar is mindset. Because usually we have to tap into an unbelievably resilient, like sometimes made up mindset, right? Sometimes you have to like input a mindset that you would like to have, even when you're not believing that you have it yet. And then you have to step into it. You have to practice it, right? All of that is what it takes to do the shit that you don't know how to do yet or that you've never done and that your nervous system is going, ah, I don't want to do this because I don't know. And then you have to do it. And then the minute you do it, what's on the other side? Confidence. And so even though this is something I know and I teach, I'm going to tell you that leading up to the event, there were millions of times, not that I didn't think I could do a good job. Not that I didn't think that I could like stand on the stage. I've stood on many stages. Not that I didn't think I could deliver. My confidence level around the event had to do with people coming. It had to do with like, who's going to want to come? I started like having all these doubts and questions about like, who's going to want to come? Are they going to even like it? Right. So it wasn't really about me. It was about other people. It's just a, 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 it's a form of confidence, you know, like kind of like, um, it's not low confidence, but you know, like kind of instability, confidence, instability, we'll call it. Mine doesn't always come. It doesn't usually come from like me. It comes from like what other people, you know, are they going to come? Are they going to like it? Are they going to, you know, like have a good experience, whatever. So I had to do the event in order to know that. And then what happened the minute it was over, literally, like, or during it, it happened during it, my confidence meter was like, boom, like off the charts. Why? Because I did this thing. I mustered the courage. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. And what happened was I I did it. And the first thing that I felt was like, oh, fuck, like, holy shit, I can do this. When's the next one? That's literally, literally during the event, I was asking, I was thinking, 
when, when, what, when should we do the next live one? Right. When leading up to it, I was thinking, oh man, I hope I didn't make a mistake by deciding to do this. I hope that, right. And then the, during it, I was like, when's the next one? That's what it, what happens when you allow yourself to muster up your courage and your vulnerability to do the thing that like you're either unsure of or that scares you or that's the unknown or that requires for you to step outside your comfort zone or when you're up leveling, when you're literally getting ready to step into that future version of yourself, you're always going to have a moment of like, is she there? (laughs) Is she waiting for me? Or am I going to take that step and just fall? Right? Or am I going to like, and so confidence is a byproduct of courage and vulnerability. And that is a big takeaway for me. It's a validation. It's an affirmation. I haven't had to step into that very much lately because the things that I do, I I have told, I have so much confidence in the shit I do. This was big and new. And it was great to have that validation because then when I turn around and tell it to you on any scale, on doing a Facebook live or an Instagram live or saying that you'll go do a talk somewhere, a one hour thing, or just going to a networking event and sharing what you do, right? Or making an offer, literally inviting someone in to work with you. The minute you start doing it, even if people don't say yes, your confidence meter completely shifts. Why? Because you did it. And even if they don't say yes to working with you or they don't want a discovery call or they're like not interested, guess what? It becomes proof to you and your human brain that you were able to do something and you didn't die. You survived and your confidence goes up. Then imagine what happens when someone does say yes. Oh my God, right? So we're not just talking about doing the confidence to do big things in Stacey Brass Russell world, right? It's big things in your world. What's big for you? If telling someone what you do and making them an offer is a big, scary thing that requires your courage and vulnerability, that's what we're talking about here. And I'm here to tell you and promise you that you won't die, that you will survive, that nothing can happen to you, even if someone's like, what? Ew, I don't want to work with you. Oh my God. Okay, so a little ego wound and then, but you did it and you didn't die. Now, if someone says, ew, why would I want to work with you? That could be not a great thing for your mindset, but that's why you have to then go to your coach, right? You come to your coach and you're like, this person said this to me. And then I can be like, oh my God, what an asshole, right? And then we can work through that. All right. Number nine, celebrating is a non-negotiable. Celebrating is a non-negotiable. Now, I teach celebrating as a a very important tool (laughs) in everything that I do. I start every coaching session with tell me what, tell me what went well. Tell me what's going well. Let's do a win. We often do that in my group calls. We, we celebrate. I tell people go to bed at night and celebrate your wins. What, what was a win for you? Was taking a shower a win because you've got 11 kids and work full time and, you know, so you got a shower in. Was that a win? Write it down. You know, you 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 uh, you cooked a, a delicious meal. It's a win. Write it down. 
or remember it or say it or whatever. From the tiny little things, you went to the gym, woo, let's celebrate, a win. All the way up to the big shit that you do, right? And here's what I know. And I know this about myself. And this is why it was affirmed that celebrating is a non-negotiable. I do the event. It's a wild success. I mean, a wild success. Successful on every level. The, that first and foremost, that everyone who came to it loved it. That's what they told me. I don't think they were lying. I could feel it. The vibe in the Zoom room, the vibe in the physical room, everything. Okay? It was a huge success. Number two, it was also a huge success because one of the things that I came into the event wanting was for my first five people, first five members, I call it founding members, to sign up for the Passion and Prosperous Academy. Well, we actually have seven founding members so far. Um, and so I got everything I wanted. In my opinion, everything about the event was a huge success. And we ended the event. I went out like af afterwards some of, with some of my client friends, like some of the people that work with me and that work on the podcast actually. And we, we had just like, we didn't have a reservation and we were like trolling around New York City on a Saturday night, like walking in being like, hi, can you take five? And everyone was like, what are you crazy? And then we finally found like some outdoor table and we sat down and we had some food and whatever. But I didn't really feel like I celebrated. I mean, I did, but I was also so tired. It was like beyond, I was beyond. And my feet were hurting so much, I literally felt like I needed to have them, like, cut off. So, anyway, I wake up Sunday, the day after the event, and I had work to do, if you can believe it. I had come to a point the week before the event, when we were getting ready for the event, that even though I knew that I was going to have some stuff that I had to do after, that needed to be done. It could have been done before. But it was stuff that needed like email follow-ups and, 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 and the information for the 21 day prosperity accelerator, which we're in right now. So some of you might be in that when you're listening to this episode that's dropping on December 7th, 2022. You were right in the middle of the prosperity accelerator. I had, I had to do some stuff for that because I, I told everyone it was happening. Anyway, I wake up on Sunday and I have to do these emails and I start doing some work and I'm sitting in bed and I'm so tired. And what happened? I immediately start thinking, started thinking that maybe I didn't do a good enough job um, because how am I going to get more people into the academy? And I literally started thinking about like, what am I going to do now? Now the event is over. Now what? How am I going to find more? And my brain started going into this human brain, like crazy ass meltdown. And I started completely downplaying and moving on from this huge, huge accomplishment, from this huge celebration, from getting everything I asked for. I got everything I asked for. People to love it, people to be there, to participate, to engage, to make the most of it, people to sign up for my academy. I got everything I asked for. And then the very next day, I started focusing on what I don't have and worrying about the future. So you know what I did? And now everyone celebrates in a different way. I happen to like to celebrate with material things uh, and experiences, just so you know. Like, so 
because I'm a foodie, (laughs) my husband and I are like food wine people. I was like, the minute I started having that experience on Sunday, I was like, we have to go out for a fancy dinner tonight. Because that's what I like to do. That to me feels like celebration, right? I was like, "Uh uh-oh, we have to go out. We have to go out for a fancy dinner. I need to have a glass of champagne. I need to do, right? Because I saw myself skipping over the celebration. And celebrating is so important because it's what seals in our accomplishments. And it's how we build upon that. Right? We can't always go back to zero with our confidence and our knowing how, how great we are and how we're able to do hard things and good things and big things. We can't go back to zero. We have to integrate and celebrating integrates so that it creates a new baseline. It creates a new normal. So if you skip over the celebrating your wins, and like I said, I don't mean just the big ones. I mean, as many as you want. That is actually how you keep on changing your base level. And it's how you keep yourself from slipping backwards into doubt and worry, which we all have. And it's what brings you into the present moment. Because what did I start worrying about? I didn't start worrying about the past. I didn't all of a sudden start thinking, oh, no, maybe it wasn't good. Nope, that wasn't my problem. I knew how good the event was. I knew my results, but I started worrying about the future. I literally started forgetting that I got to completely celebrate, own, and feel into this incredible thing that was created. I was all ready to like move on. I was like, oh, okay, now what? Now I have to think about like how I'm going to get more, right? And so celebrating. So I was like, no, we have to go out. We went out. Now, your celebration might be different, you guys. Yours might be go for a run in the woods. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that would never be me. But um, But everyone's different. So we're not talking about like that you have to, you know, I also like to indulge occasionally when I have something big to celebrate in buying myself something, right? So, you know, like this is, this is how I like to celebrate. You can celebrate however you want, but you've got to celebrate your wins. And I think I just gave you a lot of reason for that. Okay. And here's the final one. Takeaway number 10. Big takeaway. The theme of this event was come as you are and leave as your future self. And something that I talk about all the time is how your future self is here and available to help you to have all the things that you want to have, to accomplish what you want. And your future self is ready for you. She, he, they want you to succeed. And they are available right now for you. And my biggest takeaway, number 10, from this whole event is talking to, connecting with, and trusting in your future self is the greatest strategy that you can have in your life and in your business. Now, Is getting in touch with, talking to, and trusting your future self something that you can just do like on the drop of a dime? I don't even know. Drop of a hat, drop of a dime. I don't even know what I'm saying. Me immediately. Not necessarily. It does take some work to develop that relationship. It takes visioning. It takes um, 
kind of, you know, visualizing, meditating, um, giving yourself, uh, it takes, it takes desiring, it takes, um, dreaming, it takes allowing yourself to, to really name what it is that you want for yourself, the successes, the things, the outcomes, um, it takes work to set that up so that you can actually like conjure that future version of you that is available to you that is just an extension of who you are right now. So does it take work to do that? It does. But what I'm here to tell you is that out of everything I just shared up till now, the nine the nine takeaways and everything I ever share with you about strategy, about niche, about messaging, about your yellow brick road, about client attraction, about offers, about conversations that convert, about marketing, about showing up, all of it. If I had to tell you that the number one strategy is doing the work to trust, feel, and talk to the future version of yourself that's already having the outcomes that you want, that's the biggest, greatest, most important strategy. Because it's the one that changes your nervous system. It's the one that helps you override the the present you that may be coming up against some fears and some resistances. And you have to remember that like a future version of you, we always envision that 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 version as you know, perfect, awesome, like having it all, right? I'm currently doing this hypnotherapy recording um, meditation that my hypnotherapist made for me. And in it, um, she has me like um, talking to my higher self, which I, you know, think it's very similar to your future self, your higher self. Um, And what I can tell you is this is work that is a non-negotiable it's a non-negotiable because there's a way of seeing a version of yourself that's just fucking perfect and awesome. And you are already right now perfect and awesome. It's just that it's just that you're also experiencing like your humanness, which doesn't always feel perfect and awesome. And so there's a version of you always here. And it's not only the future version of you, it's here now, but it helps to think of it as a future version of you because It's a version of you that's already having what you want. And you can want more than what you have right now. You can want to be more, do more, and have more than you have right now. And it doesn't make you shitty or selfish or a bad person or not grateful. This is what we have to do if we want to keep on being bigger and uh, and attracting more and, and having more wealth and making more money and being more successful and making more impact. All of the things that have to do with not just staying the same. And if I hadn't done a shitload of work connecting with the future version of me that was on the stage, I would never have done the event. I literally would never have done the event. There was a point where I was feeling so down about how many people were signing up that I actually thought, should I cancel this? And you know what I did? I saw this, the red suit in a window of a store 
an expensive store here in New York City. And when I saw the suit, I had this moment where I saw myself wearing it at the event. This was before I felt shitty. I had seen the suit in a window and I thought, oh my God, I want to see that. I want to wear that um, for the event. But I didn't get it. And then I had a moment like a couple of weeks later where I was having what I just told you. I was like feeling a little like little down. I wasn't getting as many signups at the time as I had hoped for. And I was starting to have a lot of self-doubt. And I was thinking maybe I won't do the event. And you know what I did? I bought the suit. I bought it because I had already seen a vision of my future self wearing it at the event. And I realized that that was a sign. And I went and I got it and I put it on. And as soon as I did that, there was a shift in me and I got my sort of like, I got my shit, my head together and I refocused and I went back to all my tools and everything that I know about doing big stuff. And I, and I went right back into like believing that people were going to come offering it marketing it, promoting it, and believing everything that I say and teach because I've experienced it in some way, shape, or form. But sometimes when things come up, show up for us in a different way, it takes a minute for us to be able to remind ourselves like, oh, shit, yep, I've, 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 I've experienced something like this before. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to use, I'm going to, we call it sourcing. I'm going to source from within and I'm going to be able to do what everything that I want to do. So that's what I got for you. My 10 big takeaways from putting on this massive event, from doing something big and new for me and you. And I hope that this was helpful for you um, and inspiring. And I feel great now that I that I got to share this with you because it feels so integrated. And my hope for everyone that that came to the event is that you've been integrating and implementing too, right? Um, because that's how we grow. That's how we like keep doing bigger things. That's how we keep. That's how we keep on. You know. So um, yeah, takeaways are so important. We do ahas and takeaways at the end of every session and every call, everything. You've probably done it with me. We did it at the event because it's how we seal it in. It's how we, it's how we make sure that we don't forget when we have experiences in the moment. That's part of the celebrating. When we have experiences in the moment that change us or that impact us, the way that we seal it in is by naming it, by saying it by declaring it, by acknowledging it. That's how we make sure that it gets fully absorbed. So I will be with you next week. Um, just a reminder, the Passion and Prosperous Academy one-year business development and personal growth program is now open for you. The doors are open. If you're listening to this before January 17th, you can still be a founding member with us. If you're listening to this after that, come on, come on in. We've got open arms. We have the most amazing community. And I am literally guaranteeing you that it will be life-changing for you. All right. I will be with you next week, sending you all the love and all the high vibes. Bye. Bye.
so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. <laughs>